Hey guys, I'm Chad. And I'm Brandon. We're coming to you not live from... Blanket Fort Studios. Where what? all your dreams come true. Not really. Well, kind of. It's a dream to me. Nice. Well, uh, what do we got in store for everybody, Brandon? Well, we have some cool updates for being only episode three. We are officially up on iTunes, which was a pretty cool recent development. We are approved by iTunes. We're working on getting into a few other places, such as Spotify, Google Play, um, Stitch, and a few other places where you can find podcasts. So hopefully we will have an update for you on some of those in the coming days. But I was thinking the other day, Chad, about... What were you thinking about, Brandon? I was thinking about my childhood. Well, that's never good. Uh, usually not. But in this case, it was kind of interesting because... I was a very odd kid in that I was... You don't say. Well, I'm still odd now, but I was oddly lucky as a kid, and I never really got it. Like, there were just some things that I would just get super lucky on, and now that's faded, and all my luck has been used up prematurely, but... What, what do you mean exactly? So, I can remember this one time where I was at a just a high school football game. We were a small school. We didn't even play 11-man. We played 6-man because we didn't have enough people. But our whole football team actually signed this really cool professional-looking football that was white on one side, and it had a picture. And I told my mom and dad, like, I want to buy a raffle ticket to win that because that's what they were doing, raffling it off at halftime. And my parents were like, we don't want to buy five raffle tickets. We'll just buy you one raffle ticket and I was like, sweet, one's all I need. And so we bought one raffle ticket for a buck. Um, and from there, halftime came, and I was nervous. I was actually biting my fingernails. I can still see the scars on your fingertips. I, that was the start of a very bad habit. But um, we only bought one raffle ticket, and my parents were, in hindsight, they told me, like, we didn't know how we were going to tell you that you didn't win like we didn't know how you would take it and thankfully they never had to have that conversation because i won the football well that's awesome dude but that just had me thinking like what is this thing that we call like luck because it wasn't just that it was other things along with that in early childhood just random games that i just happened to be decent at even though i was like itty bitty and it has nothing to do with skill because i have very little, but I just got very lucky consistently. Yeah, I I personally am a person that doesn't really believe in luck. If anything, if we're going off of childhood experiences, my my childhood experiences were almost exactly the opposite. I was very much a klutz. I would knock stuff over all the time, spill stuff all the time, trip and fall all the time. Like it was it was bad. Specifically with like raffle ticket things. I remember one time we, it was, I was in first grade, and I was the only Chad in my class. And then we had another guy come in like halfway through the halfway through the year, and his name was Chad as well. And we all like had these raffle ticket things, or whatever. And it was for this robot that you could drive around or whatever. I remember they call they were calling winners over the intercom because there were other things other than this robot, but everyone was was fixated on this robot, one of this robot, and only one person was going to win it. And I remember they came over the intercom and they said Chad, and I got so happy. But then they said the last name that wasn't mine, and I was so upset. And 
it it's just my entire life has been like not if if luck is a thing i haven't been very lucky um to the point where i have really bad car problems specifically car problems all the time well that's also one thing that we have in common because now i also very consistently am having tire issues like it's i've probably gone through six tires in the past year and a half do you not buy new ones I buy brand new ones. I don't buy used tires. Are they at least under warranty? Um, the last one that I had to replace was under warranty, but they only had to patch it. So it would have been a $10 fix, but I got that $10 fix for free. Heck Thanks. yeah. Thanks, Walmart. Talk, talk about luck. Yeah. It was lucky. I mean, it's just one thing that I've seen like fade out of me pretty much. And it was just one thing that I thought would be interesting to bring up to see – yeah, um, actually, this week has been probably one of the most unlucky weeks. If you know, we're talking about luck. <laughs> that's that's true. You've had a you've had an interesting week. I have had a terrible week. Um, Sunday, some things happen, and me and my girlfriend ended up breaking up a three and a half year relationship. And on like not thirty minutes after that, I had a tire blowout, and then. I try to get that fixed, and then the next day, which was Monday, I was really hoping I would get this this job that I was put in the running for, and I got told I didn't get that. Tuesday, I broke my phone and had to get a new one. Wednesday, I lost my wallet. Thankfully, I found it. After an hour, hour and a half? After an hour and a half, I was, I was so late, but eventually found it. And then Thursday... Something that's probably in, very in, insignificant happened to me on Thursday, but it's still part of the story. And Friday was actually the only day nothing bad happened to me. Saturday was particularly bad because we had all kinds of problems with my car. The AC went out on it. Finally got a compressor put on there, but then we found out some of the flu- fuses were blown, and then we had to fix the fuses. And so it was just it was a day full of just junk and crap. And then. Today, I was driving from Oklahoma, which is where I'm originally from and where my home is, and I was going to church this morning, and about a quarter of the way through, my AC stops working, and I won't go into big detail about I figured out why it wasn't working, and it works now, but it was actually probably really cool outside. It was like probably in the 60s outside because it was early, early this morning, but in my car, it was like over 100 degrees, and it was terrible. But, yeah, it was. I've had a terrible week. If luck is a thing, it has not been on my side. Hopefully that will change. I have a few things in, that are potentially coming up that looks like they might actually change that. So we'll see. See, I think you do have luck. It's just bad luck. My own personal standpoint on luck is that it doesn't exist. And what you're seeing is... Just the fact of, for the raffle ticket, for example, someone's going to win that raffle ticket. Someone is going to win that. And so it's not, the person that wins it isn't lucky because someone has to win. That's just how that works. Um, And so the fact that it, I mean, there have been hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of people who have won raffles. And so, I mean, the fact that you're one of them isn't really a lucky thing. And I think that 
when people say that they're lucky, it's just each individual circumstance, you have a non-zero chance of that happening to you. And when they just happen to pile up, it seems because our brains are wired to find patterns. That's why when you look into the sky and the clouds, you see all these different shapes. Our brains are designed to, to define patterns. And when you see all these things pile up, these good things that happen to you, then you start to equate that with being luck and, and karma and that kind of thing. I don't think it actually exists. I think it's just coincidence that all these things happen to be happening. And to the and our brains will actually go to the extent of even if, you know, there are also bad things happening to you, but because you've had a series of good things happen to you, then you are your brain is willing to overlook those bad things, which actually I think is a good thing because then you're not caught up in all the bad things happening in your life and you can actually focus on some good positive things happening in your life. See, and I think something like that, that thought creeped into my mind, like what if my childhood actually wasn't just me being super lucky? It's just been my brain deciding what memories I want to keep at the forefront of my mind. So what you're trying to say is your childhood was a lie? My childhood might be a lie created by my own mind because it might have selectively chosen to put all of the good, happy, lucky thoughts at the very forefront. That way I can't remember all of the super unlucky stuff that happened. And then even though I had like an average childhood, I just remember all the great things. And that's why I think I was a lucky kid. Yeah, and I think that if you are a child that has had a, a good – those good memories that like now as an adult you can look back and remember all those good things about your childhood. I think that that is something that can be considered in just the way that we use the word lucky because a lot of kids don't get to experience that. A lot of people, their childhood and the way they look back on, on – or what they look back on is so far removed from anything that's good. And so I think that that's why our brains hold on to this idea of luck because when luck is on our side, it helps our morale a little bit. It helps us be cheerful and it helps us to look back on things and forget about bad things that might have happened to us and, and see the good things. And that's one thing that possibly depending on – how far back you're trying to think about in life. If you remember yourself to have done these certain things or have won these certain things and whatnot, that could be just your mind's way of being optimistic, which is why you think you're lucky. It's just your mind is trying to be optimistic about things in the past, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you've had bad experiences. It just means that you are trying to hold on even harder to the good ones. Yeah, no, definitely. And... I definitely think that there's also people on the other side of it who look back at their life or just even like whatever they're looking back on and they think that they're they're unlucky. And I think that that goes a little bit deeper into some heart issues maybe with them that their their self-esteem might be low or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not a psychiatrist, but that's just – that's whenever I th think through these things, um, that's what I come to, I guess. And it could be part of it the difference in age or the time that has passed since the actual moment. 
Because I find, like, the further and further back I go, like, I might have some awkward memories. Things that, like, you know, going to a pool party and, like, my trunk's falling off. Super embarrassing, whatever. Going to, like, an inner tubing party at a lake and falling off and my trunk's just sinking without me. I'm still floating. My trunks are somewhere on the bottom, and I can't see them. Like, that's an awkward, very awkward memory. That sounds very specific. It actually happened. Oh, gee. Um, But that being said, at the same time, while that was a super awkward moment, if I look back on it, it's not necessarily a bad memory. It was an interesting experience, but it wasn't necessarily terrifying. It was... Mostly guys on the boat. Okay, I was about to say, is that that how you met Hannah? No, no, that's years later, and she still doesn't know about this story, so... She will. No, she she knows. But that being said, like, with our examples, like, you've had a rough week. My past year and a half with my tires and a couple other things, I look at that and think, man, some of that stuff is just really unlucky. But when I try to look back even further and further, I find that... The younger or the further back in time, I'm trying to remember, the more optimistic or the more lucky memories seem to pop up. I want to continue, but I'm just so fixated. How did this, like, what happened? How did you reconcile it? Did someone give you a towel? Did you get other so, pair of trunks? All right, so here's did the you deal. Just free ball it all day? Well, it was a, a combination get, get of all some, three. Get you some tan down below? So here's what happened, right? I went to a small school, and two of the kids in my class were actually cousins. Their families were related. Both of their moms were sisters. And so, that being said, also both of their moms were math teachers in my school. And I had already had one of them, and I was going to have the other one the You're next year. You're not going to tell me algebra helped you out in this situation. No, I'm going to tell you my future algebra teacher helped me out in this situation. Okay. Both of which, again, moms were girls. That was awkward. But so we're inner tubing. I'm holding on for dear life thinking I am not going to fall off. I am not going to be the one who lets go and has to have the boat circle back around and pick me up. I'm not going to be that kid. And my body is completely off. I am hanging on to the handle, skipping across the water like a rock. And then all of a sudden, whoosh, my trucks are gone. And I let go. And I'm thinking, where are they? Where are they? This water's muddy. That's good. They can't see below my nipples, but I need to find my trunks. They circle back around. I have no idea where they are. Just a PSA announcement. Always tie your swimming trunks. Double knot them if you must. Always tied them. I did not tie them that day. I have tied them every day since. My rule is use suspenders anytime you're swimming. Works every time. We'll we'll see. I'll have to try that sometime, maybe. But so I'm doing this. Both of my friends' moms are up there. Just my friend, his cousin, and the two moms. And one of them is in a bikini cover-up. It's just like the little shorty shorts. Over the bikini bottoms. And my shorts were gone. Long gone. Sunk. They were also slightly like. They were brown and orange. And the water was brown. So there was just no finding them. And so she actually had to take off her bikini cover up bottoms. And I wore booty shorts. Did they say juicy on the back of it? No they did not. 
But I'm going to get you something to do. I wore them, and thankfully, everybody on the boat, all the kids my age, were all guys at that time. And all the, like, we went in shifts. It was the guys who went, and then it was the girls who went. And so, as soon as we got back close to the dock, I jumped off of the boat and swam back to the bank away from the rest of the party. And went to the car and grabbed some khaki shorts and swam in khaki shorts the rest of the day. Nice. That was one of the most embarrassing moments. Not specifically because it happened, but because it was both of my math teachers who were there and witnessed it. It made it kind of awkward. You mean they weren't good enough to like calculate the trajectory of whenever you let go and when your trunks came off versus how far they would be? Then with the current of the lake and how far that would have, they would have drifted and fell down and then just be like, oh, they're right there. They were high school math teachers, not Sherlock Holmes. I mean, you didn't have good high school math teachers? I had good high school math teachers that taught me very good high school math. But I, they, I don't know. Maybe they just got too much enjoyment out of the fact of, huh, this kid's embarrassed. Maybe you were unlucky, didn't, it? didn't even have good high school math teachers. I had good high school math teachers. But, so that's that experience. And even now, like, looking back on it, my mind has this positive outtake on it because it was the experience of a lifetime. It's a hilarious moment. And I, like, yeah, it's embarrassing, but the story is, you know, not traumatizing. Yeah, I think think most of the time, uh, most, the most embarrassing stories can be the best. Um, and the ones you look back on and see them as positive rather than something you don't really want to tell. Because it's, it's good to laugh at yourself um, and to have that bit of self-confidence. Yeah. And I also want to talk about, before we end this, uh, luck versus skill and how do you know the difference. Because I have a couple really good friends who started playing disc golf, which if you don't know what that is, it's just plastic frisbees. They're shaped a little bit differently. They're made to go very, very far. Like, you can throw it, and if you're really good, you can throw it like six to 800 feet. It's, it's really insane. But my two college roommates over the winter learned how to play it, and at first it looked like they were really lucky because they were they were good. It was it was almost like beginner's luck, except it continued, and they just got progressively better and better until uh, one of them is looking at getting an actual professional disc golf number to actually compete in legitimate tournaments, which is Chucky, um, and the other one is just as good as Chucky. Hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, like, at first I thought it was like, oh, man, these guys are really lucky to just pick this up so fast. But then it turned into, well, is it just immediate skill? And what do you call immediate skill? Isn't immediate skill just luck? No, I going off the mindset that luck doesn't exist, um, and if we're looking at luck in the sense of a coincidental thing that just happens to turn out in your favor and not like some overlooming like force that interlocks and, and interweaves different circumstances to come out certain ways. If we're just looking at it as a circumstance that just happens to come out in your favor, 
I think that if you're looking at skill versus luck, the way you need to look at it is if you're actively doing an action and you're getting good results and you're consistent with that, then that's skill. Even if it, even if you're just picking it up then and you're still doing really well at it, that's still skill. Uh, that That's what would be called natural-born talent because – at that point, your brain, even though you've never done this before, your brain and your body are, for whatever reasons, have the right conditions of being hardwired to do so really well, whatever you're doing. In this case, disc golf. And But I think if you want to attribute to luck, then you need to have a set of circumstances that don't always turn out in your favor. So, for example... If you go out on the disc golf, um, what is it? Is it called a, a, a course? Yeah, disc golf course, and you do really well, and you like, I don't know, hole in one every one of them, just for example's sake. Then the next day you get out there and you can't do anything worth the crap. I think that that would be something you could probably attribute to uh, a luck or something equivalent of that. And only if that persists. Like, if it's inconsistent, then I think that that would be something you contribute to luck. But if it's something that persists over time, that you're still continuing to to do really well, I think that that would be considered skill. So, like, the full court shots that they do on some, like, halftime shows in, like, the NBA that you see mm-hmm. or college games, mm-hmm. the guy who, like, would make that shot, and say he didn't, like, practice it or anything. He just first time to shoot a basketball in months, and he just makes a half-court shot. Yeah. Would you attribute that to luck? Yeah, probably. Um, now, if he – if they give him, like, another basketball and he just keeps sinking them and he can do that consistently, then that's probably skill. Right. But, but if, he, if he just that does that's... it a one-off and he will never be able to do that again, yeah, that's just – that's luck, and that's just that coincidence, those circumstances working out in his favor. Uh, specifically with that type of uh, that type of thing, I remember a story about uh, – I don't remember the, the specifics of it, but basically there was this teacher in this high school who, who was a really, really big fan. I think, I think it was a, either a basketball team or a baseball team or some sports team. And at the halftime show, they always did, you know, that the halftime, you know, or the half court shot. Mm-hmm. And what they did this time was they picked him to do it. And the if he got it, they had these tickets to the game and they had like so much money or whatever and like a vacation. I don't remember what all the specifics were, but they got like they they promised him all these different things or whatever to if he if he made it. And it was a half-court shot, and he was blindfolded, and they, like, spun him around, like, several times and didn't tell him where the goal was. They just left him spinning, and then uh, and he had to figure it out. And what they – it was all meant to be a prank is what it was. And so what they were going – what everyone in the school was in on was regardless, you know, whenever he shot it and probably hit somebody in the face in the stands because he didn't know where the – the goal was everyone would get up and cheer and he would think that he made it and then he would think that he got the tickets and he would think that he got you know, all the prizes, prizes and stuff 
and it then turned out that you know it was fake. They didn't. They you know he didn't make it, and that kind of thing. That was the prank. Well, it turns out this guy actually made the shot, and everyone like no one. I think that I think actually people cheered, but like the people who were who were in on it were like stunned. And the reason was is because they didn't actually get tickets. They didn't actually get these prizes that they promised him because no one expected him to actually make it. And they ended up raising money, and I, I don't remember how, but somebody donated some money, and they actually you know gave him what they promised him. But it was one of those things that was there was a non-zero chance that he would make that shot, and he did. Even though all the odds were against him, sometimes – circumstances just turn out in your favor and sometimes they don't and you can't affect those outcomes but while I don't particularly believe in luck I think it is a good thing that people do because it helps them with their mental state it helps them even me it helps me um stay positive about things because even though I don't believe in luck like I'm still you know happy when, when good things are going on and as a Christian I, I count that up to you know God doing things from in my life but uh, you don't have to believe that for, for that but I I definitely think luck is a good a good thing to believe in as long as it it is a positive thing in your life if it's not a positive thing in your life then you should probably realize it doesn't exist yeah. So that would be that would be my advice. I think also even if you take just bad luck in itself, you have the good luck, you have the bad luck. If you consider yourself to have like been going through a lot of bad luck, you can flip that table around by saying, "Oh, this is this is only bad luck." And that's a very dangerous place to walk. Yes. Because you could be attributing bad luck to poor skill or um, things you're doing wrong and you're just blaming luck. Right. But at the same time, it's a very optimistic way to think, just saying, oh, well, this is just a run of bad luck. That that means in a week or so, my luck's going to change and I'm going to have good luck that week. And maybe right. that's a really positive way to look at it, um, even if you're experiencing bad luck. Right. And again, we're talking about things that you can control. Are you? Th- I'm sorry, that you can't control. Because if... If you look at your, you know, your gas light comes on and you're like, oh, you know, I got five more miles I can go. And you run out of gas before you make it to the gas station because you thought you had five more miles. That's on you. That's not bad luck. That's just you choosing to make that decision to go five more miles. Bad luck in this instance would be something that you cannot control. You you know, you run over a nail that you didn't see and you have a blowout. That's that be that would be something along these lines. But yeah, like Brandon said, you shouldn't always equate those to bad luck. And if you do, you need to be careful about that because you can get stuck in this negative mindset that I don't think is healthy and I don't think is good. Now, with luck and that kind of thing, uh, while I don't believe it, there are some things that happen in this universe that will never be understood. There are things that happen. And they're just plain lucky. No. There are things that happen that happen so perfectly. That it's not luck. 
well, no, that you you can't help but think of that has to be some type of outside, you know, force that's acting on those. For example, some of the things that happen if you've never seen that the YouTube series Critical Role, it's basically just these uh, these nerdy voice actors who come together and play Dungeons and Dragons, and some of the things that they end up doing in the story that all come down to dice rolls that if they didn't roll whatever number that they rolled, then it would have like the story would not have turned out in a very theatrical way. But because those dice rolled in such a way so many times over and over and over that it made the story so much better that if it rolled any other way that it wouldn't. And things like that will never be understood. I think Dungeons and Dragons just lives in its own pocket universe that doesn't abide by our own physical universe. I think you're right. I think Dungeons and Dragons is in its own like pocket dimensional bag of holding and luck and all that thing. It's just luck is like a deity there or something. I'm. I actually I'm think that, that I actually think that there is a luck deity. <laughs> I, you know, what? you're actually right. There is one in the pantheon. But that being said, um, go ahead and email us some of your luck stories, whether it's a really lucky moment that you had in your childhood or recently, or whether it's a really unlucky thing that happened to you. Uh, we'd love to hear that again. That email address that you can send that to is two hunks one mike at gmail dot com. Yeah, and let me know if you if you agree with me if if luck doesn't exist and it's just these things that are you know kind of a figment of imagination, then let me know if you believe that. If you don't, let me know why you don't believe that either. Because I, I love to see other other sides of things and I love to understand that stuff. So until next time, I'm Brandon and I'm Jad. And we're just two hunks and, and a, a microphone. microphone. Hey, you guys, if you like this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe to us here at Two Hunks and a Mic so you can get fresh content every time we publish it. Chad and I appreciate your support, and we will see you next time.